We're going to start out today's Lemonade episode in merry old England, where Justin Riven Tires and his wife Linda had just moved from London into the English countryside and purchased their first home with plans to build a life together. It represented an opportunity for us to build a new life together. Uh, I guess we thought we were we would always be there. I remember the first night that we were there. I remember feeling a bit nervous, but very excited about what the future held. It was 15 months later, 3 o'clock in the morning. We were lying in bed while I was asleep. Linda woke me with the words, What's that noise? I could hear this strange kind of creaking noise. I was already suspicious that something was going badly wrong. And I remember putting my hand against the ceiling, and the ceiling was hot, thinking, crikey, this feels like fire. And the house was just, everything was timber, timber floor, timber wall panel, and smoke just rose from the gaps between all of the floorboards. The house was alight. We knew we were in trouble and ran out of the house. And we were just standing in the road and we'd been watching the house with a little orange glow at the windows and thinking, you know, how would it be if we lost the stuff that was in that room? Linda, she was just sobbing my pink sofa. Moments later, it was just a fireball. I guess it took a minute or two and then we realised there just wasn't going to be anything left. In the weeks following the fire, you just missed everything, you know. We had to start again from scratch, there was nothing. We just wanted to feel secure, to have a normal life again. We were able to rebuild the house in 15 months. We'd built a dream house, we'd designed the house, we'd put into it everything that we wanted. I remember the first night that we were there, we climbed into bed and suddenly we were as cosy as anything. But the house fire had changed us. It wasn't enough that we would just live in this lovely house for the rest of our lives and retire there. We had this mad idea that what we wanted to do was, was build a boat and go sailing. If I had Go out on the ocean. But it was a joke because I couldn't hang a shelf and I was a DIY, do-it-yourself disaster. I think the way that the boat idea came around for us was that we talked about it without ever really thinking that it would be a part of our lives. There was a morning that we woke up and the thing had got into our bloodstream and we were talking about how on earth we would find the money to build a boat because we never had the money just lying around to do that and we had a pretty good idea that living on a boat you could do it really inexpensively and taste real freedom and that was it that was what we were after we met a guy who told us he was a boat builder he drew us some plans of a lovely old traditional sailing boat we felled some trees ourselves we bought some plank timber from the sawmill we filled the field with timber And then we came to the first day to start to build this boat and suddenly I realised I had no idea how you you build a boat. 
And I remember Linda was at work and I was I was just feeling reckless. I thought I was such a fool to have spent all these thousands of pounds on timber and caught uh, the reflection of myself in a window and I thought what a useless fool I looked for having believed that I could build a boat. There I was, I knew nothing about it. And I picked up these plans that actually meant nothing to me and they were using words that I didn't understand, describing bits of boats I didn't know boats had got. When Linda came home, I was going to have to say that I couldn't do it. And all the dreams that we'd built up about building a boat and going off sailing, I was going to have to tell her that they were off. And I felt so bad about that. Something in me decided that I'd better just find a way and started thinking and, and gradually some ideas came about where I might start building a boat. We met a guy in the early days and he said to us, you know, 95% of the people who build boats don't finish them. And as soon as he said that, it frightened me in case I was one of the 95%. So we started working 12, 14 hours a day, just seven days a week, just going for it. Of course there's a lot to building a boat. The boat weighs 15 tonnes, it's got 10,000 parts, all of which you have to manufacture yourself bit by bit out of seasoned timber. Two years and nine months later, and I'll tell you what, she's the prettiest boat you've ever seen. You would imagine that you would want to make sure everything was safe after a house fire. You want to be doubly insured and not take any chances, but it did have the opposite effect because actually we weren't afraid anymore. Because we'd lost everything, we knew how that felt and we've never had boat insurance. We know that if the boat ends up on the rocks, that is one of the possible outcomes of owning a boat and we're not afraid of that. We launched the boat, that was all fantastic. She floated, that was a bonus. And then we got the sails up that first day and we didn't know really how to sail. But suddenly everything was done and we were just setting off on our first journey. I think it was about four o'clock in the morning, so everything was really quiet. We just saw the sun rise blood red above the horizon. There was just the faintest little breeze and our boat padded her way out of the harbour like a long sigh we were set free on the water. If I had boats, go out on the ocean, and we could all together go out on the ocean, just me upon my pony on my boat. Long-time snappers will not be surprised to learn that Justin and Linda's real adventures began after they boarded the boat. Find a link to the book on our website, snapjudgment.org. That piece was produced by Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.